0: Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those of you who work so hard for your money and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love with those you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich, it's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you can enrich the life of others. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for allowing me to create the ripple effect through your lives. And again, binging, sharing all the cool things you guys do. As a quick reminder, be sure to go to our Facebook page. We got the Money Ripplers Facebook page. You can go join that group. Be able to talk with other Ripplers like ourselves. You know, We can be the crazy people together chatting away. I actually respond to it personally as well. It's not just some robot or whatever. It's me, you know, so uh, definitely join that group. We'd love to have you guys join us and create some awesome discussions with us. So go check that out on Facebook now. Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old, but he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. All right, guys. So I've got a special, special guest today. Um, one that actually, the guy that produces our podcast right here said, Chris, this is a guy you got to get to know. And uh, and it's funny because I actually put a kibosh. I said, no more guests for at least three months. I cannot take any more people because um, we have so many cool people. we got great clients that have been on the show. And, uh, but he's like, you know, if it comes from Josh Kohler, who produces our show with Kohler Media, you know, the guy's got to be good. And so so I'm bringing on today uh, Raul, right? Uh, so Raul, he's actually over seven years ago, or just only seven years ago, in 2012, he actually quit his job in a thriving family business. Uh, he moved back with his mom to chase this goal, this dream, right? Uh, he started real estate investing with without any prior knowledge. Um, he had no established network and no real support. Uh, in fact, he backed himself. You know, he backed himself and took this leap of faith. And with limited funds, he was able to purchase his first property in all cash for sixty-one thousand in late two thousand twelve. Um, since then, he's now co-founded Capital Rise Investments. Now wholesales over twelve million worth of real estate every year. And he has a team that flips and buy holds properties and achieves financial freedom in the process. And so, Raul, such a co- pleasure to have you on today.
1: Thank you, Chris. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate the nice intro.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, hey, you wrote it, so it helps, you know. uh, Yeah, I mean, so I know you're a podcast host. Tell us more about you.
1: Yeah, so um, born and raised in South Florida. really just always had a a dream to do something when I was working the family business. It was a car dealership. I realized that people buying the fancy cars were always involved in real estate. Whether they were agents, flippers, wholesalers, whatever, they people were always involved. So my light bulbs were always going off. And um, you know, started young, didn't finish college to eight years later because I got involved in wholesaling real estate and got a little busy. But uh that's pretty much me. A normal guy, uh, two hands, two legs, two eyes, just like you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> got actually, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping there wasn't any hidden thing. <laughs> um yeah I just got this game hungry man i wanted to it started i just wanted to move out of my mom's house and, mm-hmm. and buy a porsche those were my dreams back then and uh, after that was done i just wanted to do more deals and inspire others to do the same
0: wow that's crazy and you have a youtube channel as well right
1: i do i do uh youtube is raul balufa it's my name and uh that's my passion project man we talked a little bit about that earlier so uh yeah. if you guys are interested you can check it out it's uh Post three videos a day, tips and tricks, I'm um, three videos a week, I'm sorry, tips and tricks and all sorts of cool things behind the scenes of deals, how to find sellers, how to find buyers, yeah, how to buy rental, no money down, things like that.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, we'll be sure to put that in the show notes so people can follow you as well, because I know we got a lot of YouTube watchers here that uh, also listen to our podcast too. So that's great. Well, I mean, so the crazy thing is I know in 2012, like, you know, I, I was get my butt Kicked at that point. I was starting to make a comeback, but I was digging out of a million dollar debt hole from the last real estate recession, right? So, you came in at a great point. Um, you came at the low, but still, yeah. I mean, you, you're you were young, right? I mean, you were pretty dang young. You didn't really have a lot of cash, I'd imagine, but still, you're able to get this property. And I know this is a big question on a lot of my listeners' minds that they ask all the time. If it's not asking how do I get started, you know, real estate investing or start investing in general, they're asking like. Well, how do I get started investing, especially if I don't have a ton of money? So, what would you say to them now that you've been on the other side of this and experienced it yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Man. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways, and I'm only going to talk about the legal ways on the show. No, just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a, that's really a good thing. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> so, honestly, I was I was just I was working at the family business and just stacking stacking money. So, I bought that first property with sixty-one thousand but I had saved up about 40,000 of that money and I borrowed the rest. It was like a, a hard money loan. I borrowed the rest at 15% interest. So wow. um, was that, that, that
0: was me, that somebody you knew or a family member yeah. or a friend
1: or it was, it was someone I knew distant member called my mother and yeah. she's been the most expensive hard money lender I've had to date. <laughs> uh, I paid her off as soon as I could. Right. But he's
0: um, like, I brought you in this world and I'm going to take that money right out of your account. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> but it helped, you know, so, so for you listening, um, if you're working a job now, I mean, just mm-hmm. stack cash. And if you find a good deal, like that difference, maybe you only have 10,000, maybe you have 5,000, maybe you have 30, 50, whatever. But yeah. if you need a difference, there's people out there that will lend it to you for you know an interest rate or a some kind of negotiation a deal. So that was like the first way to get started. And if you really have zero, 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 um, that's okay. I would just go out there and find a deal and, and you know go to meet up and learn, kind of just learn how to find that first deal.
0: Be almost um, like a headhunter, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Just use that sweat equity. Just go out there, knock on the door, do that stuff that people don't like to do. If you really got zero cash, which is fine.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's uh, well, and so some, for somebody like that, I mean, you, you say go to a meetup, right? I mean, that's and I know there's a lot of RIAs and things like that, or different meetups that are out there. Um, I mean, for you, like, what what helped you as you were getting started? Like, what like specifically, what what actually helped you?
1: Yeah. Well, when I was getting started, what helped me was a podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, Sean Terry's podcast. So that was what helped me like really clicked when I started listening to um, his voice screaming at the microphone, talking about 5k formula, things like that, that, that helped me get started. But what helped me get my first deal was um, there was a local wholesaler in South Florida Mm -hmm. that I was connected through, through a, a friend or a family member. And he, he's the one who taught me. He asked me, he's like, hey, I'll only teach you, but it's $5,000 to learn. And I'm like, crap, I, I literally don't have any money. I just bought this investment property. I, I, I have hundreds of dollars, right? Not thousands. Yeah. And um, so again, I was kind of on the hunt and I, I negotiated with him and um, was able to get in his um, world and do a one-on-one thing with him. And after three months of one-on-one training with him is how I got my first deal. So that's what really, really took me over the edge was like that one-on-one attention for a couple months.
0: So you kind of created that, what I call like that wormhole, right? You know, where you kind of shortcut your way across, you know, versus trying to bang your own knees and skin, you know, basically, you know, skin your shins and everything else along the way and try to learn it the hard way. You just said, hey, let's learn from success. Let's get a mentor, become an apprentice almost, right? And then use that model to help you really expedite your way there.
1: Yeah. I mean, I tried with the, what Sean Terry said in sending mail or what, mm-hmm. the, you know, what people say. And I put it on my credit card. I didn't make any money, and I'm like, okay, I don't really have much credit left at this point. So yeah, uh, I got myself a little bit of a hole. But hey, sometimes starting a business, entrepreneurship's like that. It's it's not all rainbows and butterflies in the beginning. But those were the things that helped. If you have a job now and, and you can save up some money, that'll help exponentially. But yeah. if you don't have money, that's fine. A, a, a ton of people start that way. I would just. uh of see if you can find some mentorship some guidance either from meetup from somebody even if you got to borrow a little bit of money or something uh, that's how that's that's what i would would suggest
0: well what better education than that i mean people borrow money for college all the time and then they say oh i don't think i want to borrow money you know imagine like five thousand dollars if you didn't you know pay that i mean obviously you've probably worked out a deal where you actually gave more sweat equity or something like that to help exchange right which is an option but so many people don't get that option. I mean, with college, it's mostly you pay it. Other than the work study, you pay it out of pocket, and and then you don't even know if that's going to make you any more money in the end, right?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I paid for that, and then at the same time, I was paying for college. I had like some scholarship type things, so I wasn't paying too much. But eight years later, I finished my bachelor's degree, literally last year. <laughs> so, uh, and honestly, the education, the five thousand I paid uh, my first mentor was far more profitable yeah
0: i dropped out with one class to go for my bachelor's and uh you know still i'm not using that sociology degree a whole lot you know
1: Well, <laughs> no, that was my scenario man i was like maybe three classes away and my mom was like you have to do it like please so i'm like okay fine i'll finish it for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i had family to beg too and i just told me listen I've, I've been on the entrepreneur side now i can guarantee i'm making more money than any person with a bachelor's <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't even know where I have my bachelor's thing. It's long gone. I, mean, I think my mom too, actually.
0: <laughs> she, she put it up on the wall. She's like, this is my hard work. There it is, right? <laughs> so um, I want to go back to like an earlier thing you did too, where you, like you borrowed money to be able to get in, into that first deal that you did. Um, yeah. I know like it's not too, too uncommon where I've seen people pitch people and say, hey, here's a real estate deal I want to get into. But then I've noticed that there's some flaws in, in it to where if I were the investor, I'd be nervous to put my money with them. You know, what are some warnings or what are some things you want to, you, you say, here's a checklist to make sure before you go asking for money or before you go for this deal, here's what you need to make sure works or here's what, make sure which boxes are checked. Uh, what do you look okay. for?
1: In like a specific, uh, yes, yeah, so I'll give you like the most practical answer I could think of. So yeah, uh, we do this in our business all day for our fixing and flips and things like mm-hmm. that. So we always get a, uh, number one, we get it under contract. Yeah, uh, we always try to get the deal controlled by us. Number two is we get a we get pictures and videos, see mm-hmm. or walk through, but pictures and videos because people want to see things, right? If you're going to present it, they want to see. It. Number right. three, we get a full inspection report, $300, 400 whatever cost inspection report. Uh-huh. Um, then we also get a broker price opinion or mm. agent opinion. seeing so so, you know what
0: the market value is, right?
1: In writing in an email or in a google document or something i, I want to show it to the next person and say hey look we got it for 50 the agent said it's worth 120 you know here are the pictures and here are the videos and here's an inspection report showing that there's no structural no foundation so with those things yeah. are part of our checklist to be able to buy um buy the right properties and show it to investors to get money borrowed um without much question and without much work on the back end
0: that's smart because I mean I, I know I come more from the passive place right and you know if you say like hey here's a comps coming at one twenty we need fifty and then if yeah. I do the math I'm like oh, okay that's LTV about forty two percent cool like yeah. that's that's pretty good if as long as below like in my opinion like sixty five percent give or take I'm I'm usually feel pretty safe in that deal right yeah um, depending on like you know obviously with you know ARV and all that kind of stuff as well but. Yeah. I mean, like that's, that makes sense. Um, and then how do you determine like what interest rate to pay?
1: Um, you don't. No, I'm just kidding. So uh, <laughs> unfortunately when, when you don't have the money, it's there, you know, whoever has the money makes the rules. Sure. So sure. Um, I, I always try to go for the lowest, but um, if we're doing like a property that you got to fix and flip or it needs a lot of work, which we, we try not to pay more than 10%. Um, if that helps. So like when we are talking to investors, our aim is from eight to 9.9. Um, you know, if it is a 10 or an 11 in the beginning to create a relationship, we will do. Yeah. Um, or we use kind of like big institutions that, that do like eight or 9% interest. Mm-hmm. So I always try to get the less, but how do I determine is we, I, we factor the interest rate into the deal. We always factor it at a 10 or 11 to make sure the deal makes sense with yeah. that included. Um, and if it works, then it works.
0: Yeah, The numbers definitely have to work right. You want to make sure you still get paid in the end,
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, we try to make 30 plus percent on our uh fix and flips or our projects. So if we if we pay a nine or 10 percent, it's it's fine, like we're arbitraging the money and, and making the. I always, I always, people have asked me, like, how do you pay you know nine, 10, 12 percent interest? Like, that's crazy. It's like, well, if it's crazy, it's just because you're not finding a profitable opportunity. If you're finding an opportunity that only makes you 10 percent and you're scared to, you know, pay a lender, then, you know, you're in the wrong business, you're in the wrong deal. So yeah. uh, that's what I'd say.
0: Definitely agree with that. What's uh well, I, have you ever had pushback on uh, like the interest rate itself? Like if you go too high, do people start saying, oh, this is too good to be true. This must be a, this must be a scam. And that's- and have you noticed like going lower actually gets more people believing it? Uh, what, what's been your experience?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, that's a, that's super interesting you say that. Yeah, you know, when I was younger, I thought that I'm super young, but like when I was starting, I thought that, um, higher was better always. Uh-huh. And pretty much like above, from my experience, like above 14% is like weird, you know, in the sense of like an investor would be like, Whoa, wasn't that like a scam or isn't that like a pyramid thing or whatever? If they and haven't so- had
0: experience like us, then they they think it's bad. Right
1: yeah exactly so it's funny because it's just like kind of like how that law works it's just you know if you go too high then you kind of go into that scammer range mm-hmm. so i think between 8 to 12 is a sweet spot for like yeah. hard money lending and stuff like that um and obviously if you're doing conventional stuff it's way lower but mm-hmm. uh, i mean i've seen people do 14 16 percent but and you know i think you know or if someone that's listening knows real estate knows the game and the paperwork's right then 16 percent might even be something that's real but yeah i think yeah. like newer people and it's fine it's there it's okay for them to know their condition that like too high of an interest is too good to be true it's it's mm-hmm. not so i think above 14 percent is kind of like a little red alert from my experience personally
0: interesting yeah i was kind of curious to see what your experience is on that as well so uh uh, anything you, you would recommend on the legal side, paperwork and things like that when you're dealing with investors or
1: partners in this kind of deal? Man, my, what I'd like to do is I always like to have the investors pick the attorney mm. so, they don't, so they don't think that I'm trying to like pull a fast one. So if yeah. I'm talking to a new lender or having a cocktail, like, yeah, I'll lend you 100000 on that deal. But okay, do you have any attorneys that, that you want to use that will draft the paperwork? oh, well, I have my friend or whatever. Okay, cool. Let's send it to him and let's have him draft the paperwork and I'll look at it so that you feel That's well a great idea. It. Yeah. So, because um, then if you put the, the burden on you, then they're going to, it's just weird. And now like you're getting even more and more micro commitments from them along the way. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then you'll know quickly if, if they don't talk to the attorney, then they're probably not invested in the deal. So, right.
0: Uh, That's a great idea. Because, you know, I always think, you know, from my perspective would be, oh, I'm doing a few a favor. I got the attorney, I got the papers drawn up for you. It's easy. But in reality, having them drop papers, even if you end up paying for it, I don't know if you end up paying for it yeah. yourself or not, but even if you do to say, hey, great, you know, have them draw it up. So then, you know, it's in your best interest, right? And you know, it's yeah. going to be fairer too for yourself. If it is.
1: Yeah. And you'll get a handful. that will be like, dude, I really don't have an attorney. Can you just do it? At that yeah. point you do it, but they're asking you to do it. That's right. Uh, my opinion, it feels kind of scammy where you're like, oh, you know, lend me a hundred thousand oh, and here's my paperwork from my attorney. Like mm-hmm. now they have to read it. They got to sit there. Now they got to talk to their wife and be like, hey, honey, what do you think? You know, Yeah. If their attorney does it. Now the roles have reversed in their mind. They're like, oh, my attorney's on my side, but it's the same paperwork usually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the no, you know, things like that. So this is
0: great stuff. I really appreciate it. Uh, any other last minute advice you'd give to anybody trying to get started in the real estate game?
1: Man, I, you know, I had a conversation earlier about um, starting now, or buying now, or lo- loaning money now, or uh-huh. just being in the real estate game now, 2022 February, and you know that the market's very interesting and high. And um, basically, my advice to to you listening is, if you're really committed on getting invested in real estate, it's it's still a good time. It's all about the yeah. deal. Yeah. If you find a good deal or a good operator or a good person, I mean, there's you're probably doing deals every day. You know our team's doing deals every day, and there's probably hundreds, if not thousands, of investors, active, passive, doing deals every single day that are making them far more money than the markets. And um, it's really just all about being committed. So if, if you really get, if you really want to do it, and you want to do more deals, just commit to it, and it's still a good time. It's I hope that you know that aspires a little bit, but uh, it's still a good time to buy real estate or be involved.
0: Completely agree. Completely agree. But real, I appreciate your time. This has been great stuff. Really. I mean, really educational, even for me, like there's some cool ideas I got from you too. So really appreciate your time on this.
1: Awesome, Chris. No, thank you for having me on.
0: You bet. So everybody, we, we invite you go follow Raul on, on YouTube. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Go subscribe to his channel, check it out. Lots of great content he's putting out there. If you like this, Hey, follow him and get some more too, especially if you're looking to go into the wholesale game or you're looking to become more of an active investor and and really get that start. So go check that out. So everybody, again, you know, you can listen to this stuff all day long, but if you actually don't do something with this information, it's useless. And so our invitation is always, you know, use your brain, be wise. We're not giving you advice, but uh, definitely it's useless unless you take action. So go make it a wonderful and prosperous week. And we'll see you later.